It's amazing what homeschoolers get up to in their spare time, as if they have any. Today's guests, Jennifer and Kate Waldike, are the co-hosts of the Catholic Mom and Daughter Show. Stay with us. Welcome to Homeschooling Saints, the podcast that helps you create the homeschool you love for the people you love. Our host is Lisa Maladnik, a Catholic life coach, TV host, best-selling author, and an instructor at Homeschool Connections. Hello and welcome. I'm Lisa Maladnik, your host. Today's guests host a wonderful resource for homeschoolers, the Catholic Mom and Daughter Show. Let's meet this wonderful mother and daughter team. Jennifer is a homeschooling mom, 15 years and counting, as well as a catechist and co-op teacher. In her former life, she practiced veterinary medicine. Yay! She loves teaching and books and has a great devotion to Our Lady of Lourdes. Kate is a high school sophomore who enjoys playing the piano and creating works of art. She is keenly interested in forensic science and hopes to pursue a career in that field. She's a huge fan of St. Therese, the Little Flower, my favorite too. Welcome to the program. Thank you, Lisa. We're happy to be here today. Uh, it's just so good of you to make time. I know everybody's so busy. We have so much to accomplish in a day. And to make time for our show when you have your show to do uh, really shows organizational skills. <laughs> we can squeeze you in. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. So each of you take a moment to just reflect on your homeschooling journey. Tell us a little bit about kind of how you get started and, and what's that what has that meant to you and your family? Well, we started um, when my son was born, he had severe separation anxiety. So I knew up front that going to school was going to be just really traumatic. So started looking into homeschooling. And at the same time, Kate became very sick and was a patient at Johns Hopkins for a few years. So that made the decision easy because we had we were driving eight hours round trip yeah, to Johns Hopkins every three weeks. And so if, if I had put my son in traditional school, then he would have to be left behind all the time. So we started homeschooling and we have never looked back. Wow. And just for our audience who are all clutching our hearts, um, you know, uh, how are you, Kate? I'm fine. It's, <laughs> it's been about 10 years since all of that ended, which I'm very thankful for. Wow. Yeah. Praise God. Praise yeah. God. That was a black time. <laughs> don't want to yes. revisit that. So happy ending, though. Yeah. yeah. You know, our Lord sees it from that vantage point of the whole picture, and he's loving you through it. And now you, I have no doubt, have great wisdom and, and all sorts of other capacities to share with other people as a result of that really dark trial. Mm -hmm. Wow, amazing. So, so crisis, in a sense, the absolute necessity of homeschooling was kind of thrust upon you. Yeah, I never in a million years imagined that we would homeschool. But now I can't imagine not. <laughs> no. So what's your favorite thing, Kate, about homeschooling? I very much enjoy being at home. So probably just being able to learn in my own home where I'm much more comfortable is probably my favorite thing. And when you think about it too, historically, that was schooling for yeah. many, many centuries, right? That's what people did. Formalized schools didn't happen until pretty late in human history. And there's something so natural and beautiful about that. What, what, what's a picture of you homeschooling? Is it uh, Kate, is it you curled up in a chair with a book or are you a computer person? What's that like for you? It's 
usually a combination of sitting at the table and reading or doing work and then obviously doing stuff on the computer as well. Yeah, yeah. It, I loved I love the images. You know, a friend of mine just often will like hand her kids a book, read that, and then they're off in their corners and they're deep into history or whatever it is. And uh, so I love to get those little snapshots. Yeah, we have our school supervisor, our cat, who comes running whenever she hears math. You know, it's just like she has an instinct for math, and here she comes and jumps on the table and. You know, I, I think a lot of people have that with their pets who homeschool. You know. <laughs> yes. They're great helpers. They're helpers, yes. Yes. Uh, did they, does she or he ever sit on your book while you're trying to read? Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. They try a little too hard to help. Personally <laughs> push them off. Like, no, you can't sit on my math notebook. I need to write in that. <laughs> okay. So you, you homeschooled your two children and you have the help of your pets. That's so wonderful. Um, and you're still obviously in the midst of that journey. At what point did it occur to you with everything that you had on your plate that it would be a good idea to start a YouTube channel? Tell us how that began for you. Hey, do you want to take that, Kate? No, I don't care. <laughs> Go ahead. So with COVID last year, our vacation Bible school at church, they were going online and they asked us to film some segments for the station that we were normally working at. And so we kind of figured out that we were a pretty good dynamic uh, filming on screen. So then we kind of got the idea from that to start a YouTube channel to help other people homeschooling. Ooh, say a little bit about that project with the with the local station. Just describe it a little bit. It was well, so for our church. We did they did all online vacation Bible school and made it available to parishioners on YouTube. Oh, I see. So it was directly through the parish. Directly through the parish. So that's how we got roped into it. And we had a lot of laughs filming our, and we learned a lot about green screens and cameras and lighting and, you know, wear black if at all possible on screen. (laughs) Because, yeah, the camera really does add 15 pounds. Um, But then we had good feedback. We have, you know, people we didn't even know who would come up and say, oh, we saw you at Vacation Bible School online. And that was so much fun. And, you know, that encouraged us. And at the same time, Kate needed a computer science credit for high school, but she's not a gamer or into coding or, you know, she didn't want to do something like that. She said, can I do something that's real life that will, you know, I can take with me from this course. And so I said, well, maybe we should try YouTube and then you can count that as computer science credit. So that's how we basically got started. Yes. So that's, right there yeah okay so Kate step us into how you pulled together a concept for this project when you start you started with maybe we should do something on YouTube what did the conversation sound like well it was really your idea actually Mostly to start that. Yeah, I was definitely the driving force behind it because (laughs) I just thought if if this will work for computer science credit, then that will make my life so much easier rather than trying to slog through something that wasn't very fun or interesting for Kate. Um, And then we have several YouTube channels that we like and follow. And so we thought, well, you know, if we could just like model ourselves off that or like, you know, we like this and maybe people will like us doing this or that. So that's how it all came about, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And it was really appealing for me to have the more real life aspect of computer science, 
and definitely something that I could take with me for the rest of my life. And we have learned so much about just everything. It's been crazy. It's it's been fun, but it's amazing. YouTube is a lot more work. <laughs> most people, you know, it's fun, but it is pretty. Um, it's almost kind of like having a job or like a it part. Kind of is, yeah. yeah, like a side job. So it's fun. Yeah. yeah. So step us into some of the areas where you had big learning curves. What are some of the things that you had to learn to do? I think the big one was to learn to edit videos. That was probably the big one that we John. Had, had to figure yeah. out. We don't have a John. So. <laughs> no, we have to do it all of ourselves, all ourselves. So that was definitely probably the steepest learning curve. Yeah, figuring out iMovie, that's what we use on our computer. And sound, uh, getting the sound to work out was a big thing in our first videos, which are so awful. I mean, if you need a good laugh, go back and watch. Oh my goodness, you know. Um, but we, you know, we we learned that. What else have we learned, Kate? Lighting, lighting. how to do yes. the lighting. Um, we got a green screen of our own, and so that was interesting to figure out how to work that out. So it's it's been a journey for sure. Um, but that you know, I'm miss non-technology, and so um, Kate usually figures all that out for us. <laughs> and then I have to teach her. Now she how teaches to do me, it. so it's like definitely a team effort there. Mm -hmm. And as far as selecting topics, and are you looking at the liturgical year? Are you looking at um, the time of the school year? What helps you to focus in and create a show? Well, I would say definitely we follow the liturgical year. And I try to present things like that would appeal to, to teenagers or the parents of teenagers because I found that there's a ton of stuff available online for younger Catholic kids, and there's a ton of stuff for adult Catholics, but there's just not a lot in between for the teenage years. And so as a catechist, I'm always looking online on YouTube or for articles or videos that I can present to my kids that might interest them. Um, so that's definitely one thing that I've been using my YouTube channel, our YouTube channel for. Um, for the kids I teach this year, we can't meet as often in person. So a lot of the videos that you see, I've actually created for my class to watch. Um, and so they, I send out the link and then the parents can watch that with the kids and they can discuss the information at home. So mm, really neat. Were you going to say something about that, Kate? Oh, I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, jump in anytime. I'm getting the sense that Kate is techni technology, although I've seen you present on camera and you do a very good job. So you're both on-air talent. Maybe Jennifer is more, more of the person who frames the message or kind of yeah, hones in. much more talkative than I am usually. <laughs> um, but, yeah. So Kate is interested in arts and music. So we have done videos about that, right? Yeah, we have some videos, but mostly we do focus on helping parents of teens. Yeah, and homeschoolers. Yeah. And what kinds of feedback are you getting from your audience? Do people ever write to you? Yes, they do. And so it's been fun. It's mostly been positive, but there are some negative comments. Um, not too many, but we just kind of look those over. Don't take them too seriously. Do you want to give an example? The rosary lady. <laughs> no, you wouldn't do that. So we did a, um, a video about our favorite 
rosary miracles. And then, so we got one lady commenting about, oh, that's a vain and repetitious prayer. Why would you do that? You're terrible. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so God doesn't want to hear you just repeating the same things over and over. And so you know, we tried to respond to her in a, a kind, you know, hopefully helpful way. And I said, you know, I never get tired of hearing my kids say, I love you or thank you, or, you know, how can I help you? So I don't think God gets tired of that either. Yeah. And, and I think it's, it's also, um, as St. Louis de Montfort said, your lips are praying to Our Lady and honoring her, but your mind is really kind of exploring the mystery. And of course, I often find myself making my grocery list or something as well. Like my mind wanders and I pull it back and I wander and I pull it back. But, but, but it, it's not a sin to have your mind wander. You no, can just no. you and just be a human being and show up in Our Lady's little parlor, sit with her. Uh, and bring everything to to her. Absolutely. God sees your smallest effort and it is pleasing to him. So you do not have to be perfect. You know, even if you try, you're not going to be anyway. So just, you know, let that go. Yeah, exactly. So what are some ways, let's talk about blessings and challenges. Let's start with the blessings. How has this blessed your homeschool? I know you've talked about that there's been some new learning. Anything else that, or or more about that? Um. I wrote down some things. I'm going to look at those. I'm yeah. sorry. I have to edit this part. Uh, no, it's, it's perfectly fine. Okay. So I think it's just been a whole lot of fun. We've had such laughs. You know, sometimes we're sitting here filming and there's a toilet flushing in the background. <laughs> so I'm like, hey, or the garage door, you know, my son opens it so he can leave for work. And we're just like, okay. You know, so yeah. <laughs> have a lot of laughs that way yeah. what is your favorite part Kate oh I don't know <laughs> it's, I just do think it's fun really um just doing this thing together and helping others yeah definitely so and we've learned a lot about what our strength strengths and weaknesses are you know I, I Kate's definitely more with technology and then yeah I'm more like an ideas man yeah <laughs> It's it's nice because where I lack, she supplies, and you know, so that you know, just God provides for us. And I've I've really seen that, like you know, starting out YouTube, we knew nothing, you know, like we're like we're gonna start a YouTube channel. Um, but I can see like every day, like God would show us the next step and the next step and the next step, and so that's been just fun to see how, you know, you can just clearly see him providing, like, I'm taking these two you know, green people, or yeah, I'm taking these two amateurs, and I'm going to help them. So that's great. Yeah. He equips the call, doesn't he? Yes, yes, definitely. Yeah, and that learning process, too, is such an opportunity for humility, just starting off knowing that we don't know everything, uh, and starting to learn. What have some of the challenges been for you? I know you occasionally get a nasty note of some kind, which we all do if we're online. It just kind of comes with the territory. Ouch. So we were talking about this yesterday about our greatest <laughs> challenge. And it's not what you would think. So we, have, so we have two greatest challenges. One is like the greater challenge of YouTube in itself, which we'll talk about in a minute. But in, in the smaller realm of challenges, go ahead. What? <laughs> I mean, the lighting is one of our biggest challenges, just figuring out how to make everything 
work so we don't look like ghosts or have glass <laughs> from the blinds on us. And then also your hair. <laughs> your hair never works. Uh, uh, it's awful. It's awful. I have naturally wavy, frizzy hair. And I, right now, I see it sticking out. So, always. It looks great. You look so good. I wish oh, I had. No. Yeah. Sometimes we'll film and then like we look at it and like I totally have a piece of hair sticking like way out or it just it's, <laughs> I don't know how much time we lose for that, which maybe that's vain, but um, that's definitely been the biggest challenge taming my hair on camera of this like of the small things in the yes. bigger picture. It's really hard. YouTube is very competitive. And unless you're connected with someone famous or someone well known, it's hard for even people to find your videos and watch them. Like if they know you're there, then they'll watch them. But if, you know, you can't, it's not easy for people to find a small YouTube channel. So that's been, you know, something that we've had to figure out as we go along. Like how can we get people to know that we're even here? So. Yeah, how can you market yourselves? And I'm assuming you have a little bit of a social media presence elsewhere or a little bit. I you know, I've posted some in homeschool Facebook groups, but um mostly I don't know, it's just been the Holy Spirit, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Um, because there's a whole world of search engine optimization out there. You probably know all about that. No. <laughs> yeah. So I um, just have yeah. that brain. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, YouTube is funny. If you make a video um, and you post it, if it doesn't rank in search, viewers won't even see it to know it's there. So that's that's the trick of YouTube. It's it's a game. You know, it's a wonderful uh, platform because it's free, and we've you know had people from all over the world. Um, we have one friend now in Germany, Ernest. Hello, Ernest. Um, but yeah, so. Um, but otherwise, it's really, it's kind of a funny game. Yeah. So, I think it's time consuming to play that game as well and figure out what works and what doesn't. Definitely. Yeah, I can't help thinking that kind of for such a time as this, Kate, you're, you're, you're discovering the strength in yourself to be able to work with technology, to learn it, to implement it, to get your voice out there, to help your mom get hers out there, to reach a community. You know, it may not be 10,000 followers, but I can see you've got hundreds of people that subscribe, right? Uh, there's there's a nice little following there. It is. It's growing. So again, I think that's totally the Holy Spirit. And just to give you an example, we have one video, the video about the rosary that um, when we first posted it, not many people saw it or watched it, which is fine because we're just, you know, I did it, you know, my class could see it. Um, but now it has, you know, over a thousand views. I mean, it is just taken off. And I just attribute that solely to the Blessed Mother. Like she was just waiting for her time to get it out there. And so a lot of people have seen it now and have have commented and you know, said it's helped them. So, I mean, that's totally not us because when yeah. we presented it, it just didn't do much. So she was waiting for her time. <laughs> yeah. And, and tell, I, I know I didn't uh, ask you this earlier, but um, in terms of like dedicating the show or a prayer or a patron, anything there that that's been part of how you put the show together, anything specific? And I know you're a prayerful person because you just led us in prayer so beautifully. But so we started our show on July 4th. And so, 
you know, one of the first episodes we did was about Mary Magdalene. So I definitely like always ask for her, like put this channel in her hands and also Our Lady of Mount Carmel because her feast is in July. So I rely on, on those two pretty heavily and you just ask for their help, especially Mary Magdalene. She was the apostle to the apostles and um, we just, I, I just have this great devotion to her. Yeah, and it makes so much sense, too. I just got sort of the holy shivers thinking about it because she runs from the tomb with this news that the Lord has risen. She's an announcer. She's someone who communicates. And um, and so it just the two of you communicating, bringing the good news. Yeah, yeah. And I had a Mary Magdalene moment in my life. I talked about it in our video. So I don't know if you want me to go into Yes, please. Okay, okay so I... Um, signed up a few years ago to be an adorer at church and I have my adoration hour and it's on Friday. So the first year that I did it, I don't know where I was, but I just didn't understand that the adoration chapel is closed on Good Friday. So we had gone to the adoration of the cross and then, you know, that's very moving, but very hard, very solemn. But I'm sitting there the whole time thinking, oh, well, that's fine. You can be sad, but I'm going to adoration after this. So, oh, see, Jesus, ha. Huh? And so I <laughs> went to the chapel door and there was a sign on it that said adoration chapel is closed today. And I just stood at it, you know, stood there in disbelief, looking at that sign, like, what? And I must have read it like five times. And it, I was like, what? No, Jesus, no Jesus here. And so then I even tried my key. I thought, well, maybe, I don't know, maybe it really is open. No, and the the chapel was closed and it just hit me like a ton of bricks. I was counting on Jesus being there and he was not there. And then, then later, and so I just wandered around in a daze for a while. And then I went home and my son said, you don't look very good. So, um, but then later I realized that's how Mary Magdalene must have felt going to the tomb and she thought Jesus would be there. And it was just flabbergasting to her that he was not there. So we have that, Mary Madeline. <laughs> we both had those no Jesus moments. Yes. So. Yeah, yeah. Is there anything uh, connected with that sort of the spiritual side of this that you wanted to share, Kate? <laughs> Quite all right. Yeah, no, it always, uh, it's always so touching to me that conversation with God when we embark on something and we, and we want it to be for his glory. And along the way, we do, those connections get made, don't they? They do. Yeah. Jeez. So you see that it's not just you. (laughs) It's all real. (laughs) Everything. It's all real. The gospel, Jesus, they're all real. So. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. With with everything that you've learned, are you, are you making specific plans for the future? Do you have a sense of where the show's going or what you'd like to achieve with it? I don't know if we have any two specific plans for right now, but we just want to keep putting out content and keep improving as much as we can, definitely. And so we'll see where this goes. Obviously, when I graduate high school, that will throw a little bit of a hitch in it because I do want to go to college but we're just going to keep going like we are for the time being. Yeah, definitely wanting to improve. (laughs) Um, And then just, you know, helping people, even if only one person watches a video and can be helped by it, you know, that's good. So we just always ask the Holy Spirit to guide us. And, you know, I always ask God, what do you want us to post about or what, what topic do you want us to tackle next? So, um, 
but mostly improving. Yeah. <laughs> it's always room for improvement. Always room for improvement. We're always learning something every day. So that's good. That's, I think that's a good attitude for any believer. Yeah. <laughs> improve a little every day with God's help. Uh, I know we've going to put a whole bunch of your great recommended resources in the show notes. And I know that you really have a heart for the tween and teen years. You want to say a little bit about why you recommend some of those? Some of the resources, you mean? Sure, yeah. Okay, so um, when I was first starting at homeschooling, there was an old Yahoo group called For Real Learning, and that's where I sort of cut my teeth on homeschooling. And the ladies there were just a treasure trove of information. You know, they had been there, done that in the early days of homeschooling. Um, So that, you know, that was such a source for me because a lot of them had older kids. But what I see now a lot is a lot of the homeschoolers are younger with younger kids. And so that, that wisdom has kind of been not lost, but it's not, um, it's not as easily available to them as it was to me. Uh, and YouTube especially is, there's not a lot for Catholic teenagers on YouTube or for their parents. So definitely the For Real Learning has a Facebook Facebook group now that um, you can join. And a lot of those ladies are still there. Um, Homeschool Connections has been really, really helpful to me, especially on our journey. Um, What do you think about it, Kate? Oh, I don't know. I've spent so many hours sitting watching their classes, but they're so well done. So it's definitely an enjoyable experience. I definitely learned so much from what they provide. Yeah, and it's such a relief to me because I know a lot of them have teenagers or kids at home, um, and they're also solidly Catholic. You know, I don't have to worry about my kids learning something that's not right or like a, any type of heresy or you know anything. It's just a great, it's a safe place, and it makes my job as a homeschooler so much easier. So a shout out to all of those teachers, you know, Philip Campbell and Macbeth Durham and who else, Kate? I don't know. Allison Stanley. We have we definitely have our favorites on, yes. on homeschool connections. Oh yeah, and Macbeth Durham is right here on Long Island. Uh, she's, I, technically, she's in the city, but um, she's right over the line of what we consider Long Island or, or part of the city. But she's very much a part of the Long Island homeschooling community. Even though her kids are all adults now, she's so involved. Gives pro- does programs for the kids and very good with the teens. If she ever left, that would be horrible. <laughs> if she ever stopped. Yeah, no. Yeah, definitely the homeschool world needs people like that, definitely. Yeah, no, it's just beautiful. And and I'm I'm glad that Homeschool Connections has been so valuable to you because there are just so many stories behind the scenes that it would embarrass Walter and Maureen for us to talk about, but they've been awfully good to people. And they they take very good care of their instructors, and they don't take a lot of profit out of it. So I'm just throwing in that little that little back scenes, you know, behind the scenes knowledge of not only are they providing an amazing opportunity to get great curricula taught by people with a real passion and expertise, but also people, you know, the, there's a real ministry side to this. Absolutely, yeah, and it's amazing to me how many Catholic families I meet who have never heard of it, even if they homeschool. You know, they're just like, "What? What's that?" And I, how can? Which is again, which I attribute to. There's just not a lot of information going on on the internet for older high school age. So hopefully, you know, in our small way, we can help get this information to the people who need it and can benefit from it. 
Okay, thank you. And any other resources you just want to mention? And we okay. So I, we like Matt Frad's um, Aquinas, Pints with Aquinas YouTube channel. Um, he did an interview with Jonathan Rumi from The Chosen. We're huge fans of The Chosen, and I would say if, if you haven't watched it, go watch it because it is so wonderful. Um, so that's a good resource. He has a lot of videos, Matt, that I use with my um, teenagers, like in confirmation or catechism, especially his conversion story. Uh, it's a two-part. Have you seen it? Uh, it's so funny and it is so good. And I, I, I haven't seen it, but I've read some of what he wrote years ago. So I do know a little bit about Matt. He's awesome. Yeah. So the teenagers watching it, they're just like, what? You know, I can just <laughs> see light bulbs going off. In, and we, a lot of them ha don't have people around who are passionate about their faith. So he's a great resource for Catholic teenagers. Um, and then another resource that we like a lot is the catholicteenbooks.com um, website. You want to talk about that a little bit, Kate? Some of the books you've read. I don't know what to say. Um, I do enjoy their, a lot of their books, though. They're great writers over there. I always love looking, seeing what they have online. Um, and it's just a great way to read a book that is solidly based in the faith, and you don't have to worry about it going off the rails. So it's incredible stories that really remind us about God and our faith. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure I'd have to click the link, but I won't do it now. And I'm pretty sure a bunch of my friends and Catholic Writers Guild associates are involved at that website. People like AJ Catapan. Um, have you read Angel Heart? Yeah. That's, that's yeah. a really neat one. Okay. So it is the right site. Ty Goyette. Um, we've had her on our, our, on our show a couple of times. Just some wonderful, deep, uh, Catholic men and women who are turning out fiction that is wholly appropriate to our teens and does address the issues of our day. Does not shy away from that. Yeah, I can believe it. When I first found that website, I thought, what? This is, I can't believe how lucky I am. This is wonderful. How did I not know about this? Um, you know, some of their books are just especially the West Brothers series are just so great about, you know, the, the, these high school boys and going through confirmation. And it's just so completely applicable to what our kids face today. So it's wonderful. And I don't know if all of them do, but some of them certainly do have the Catholic Writers Guild seal of approval. That's awarded to, to books that are of a high quality in terms of the writing and are also in line with, the, with Catholic teaching. So that, you know, if you see that seal, you've got a, you've got a book that's been vetted. Yeah. Very cool. Anything that you, either of you would like to leave us with, if, if there's a, a teen listening to this or, or a, a mom or somebody out there, a dad thinking, gosh, I don't know, I might be getting a little nudge from the Holy Spirit here. Any words of uh, encouragement? Well, first of all, I'd like to say thank you to everyone who has watched our YouTube channel and been encouraging. Um, and, and I would say also remember homeschooling or just raising kids in general. It's a marathon and not a sprint. And if you have a bad day, you know, then God's going to turn around and give you a good day. So don't be discouraged and don't feel like you're the only one with this problem or you're all alone because you are definitely never alone. Praise God. Right, Kate. I don't know what to say. <laughs>
Kate, it should be something technical, like remember to hit record. Oh, my God. I don't know. Yeah, we definitely have those. Are we recording moments? Oh, my gosh. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. It's hard sometimes, but it's all worth it to just keep going through it. And it's fun. Anything? One last question. Throw you a little curveball. What about your relationship with each other? What has doing this challenging project together done for your relationship? Well, I, I, I have noticed I definitely we can be on different pages. Like I might be feeling feeling like let's film today and Kate will be like, <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I have days where I absolutely you might feel super inspired to do something. And I'm just like, nope, not having it. Don't want to do it. <laughs> um, so it it just depends day to day. Some days are really good. Others aren't, um, but we usually find a way to work it out somehow. Yeah, definitely. We've learned to be patient with each other. And sometimes I have to step back and remember, like, you know, Kate has a hard year of school. She has chemistry and she has algebra and she has, you know, a lot going on. Um, And I have lots of stuff, too, but different stuff. Um, So you know, sometimes I have to step back and say, okay, if I were doing studying for a chemistry test, maybe I wouldn't feel like filming today either. Yeah, it's just, it works. It's taught us how to work around each other in our schedules and how to do that without getting super angry. Most Mm -hmm. of sometimes it goes a little (laughs) downhill on my part. Sometimes I get grouchy about it. Yeah. Yeah. But that's just all part of the journey and that's human nature, I think. So it's good. But definitely the difference in her ages is you know, <laughs> we'll come to the surface then. But Kate, I have to say she's very organized and she's you know, keeps on schedule and <laughs> you are. I do. I, I very much like to have everything done as quickly as possible, but which can be hard, but I just have to push myself through it. Yeah. Yeah. So really honing those skills for the future. Well, I can't thank you enough. I really kept you a little longer than probably you planned on it's just such a neat opportunity to be with a mother and a daughter who are you know sort of negotiating all of that together uh, over time and and probably a lot of the learning will will show itself in time there's probably lots of you know kind of unconscious lessons and spiritual growth that's happening as well so I just want to thank you both so much in the midst of busy family life for making time today this was so much fun yes. and we're just very grateful to have this opportunity to talk with you and um just glad to just glad to be here i sound like miss america we're just happy to be here <laughs> <laughs> yeah but we are but we are we it's are a great opportunity <laughs> yeah it is so huh. anyway well i'm so grateful and i'm glad everybody in in our audience gets to meet you now too and i hope lots of people will subscribe to your channel Thanks, everybody, for being with us for this really fun conversation. Please stay tuned for our short feature coming right up. Hi, I'm AJ Catapan. Welcome to Books and Blessings, a place where I get to share with you some of my favorite books for Catholic teens and tweens. Today, I'd like to share with you a historical middle-grade novel called Rosa Sola from Catholic author Carmela Martino. Rosa Bernardi, an only child living with her Italian immigrant parents in 1960 Chicago, often feels alone, 
or sola, as they would say back in Italy. She longs to have a sibling, especially after holding her best friend Anna Maria's baby brother for the first time. Rosa becomes convinced that if she prays hard enough, God will send her a baby brother of her own. When Rosa discovers that her mother is expecting a baby, she is overjoyed until tragedy strikes. Rosa is left feeling more sola than ever and wondering if her broken family will ever be whole again. School Library Journal called this a gentle and moving story, and I have to agree. Rosa is a good Catholic girl who desperately prays the rosary every night for God to send her a little brother. I don't want to give the story away, but tragedy does indeed strike the family. You can't help but feel for Rosa and her family. Carmela Martino's descriptions of love and loss are dead on. You might want to have a hanky nearby when you reach the midpoint of this book. Still, the story is told with such compassion and care for the characters that you can't help but love them. Rosa Sola by Carmela Martino is recommended for grades four and up and would be a wonderful book to share with a child who might be coping with a loss. The updated edition even provides discussion questions at the end. For more book suggestions, visit my website at ajcatapan.com. There you can also learn about my own books for young readers, including my middle grade book, Seven Riddles to Nowhere, and my upcoming book for teachers, Sweet Jesus, Is It June Yet? 10 Ways the Gospels Can Help You Combat Teacher Burnout and Rediscover Your Passion for Teaching. Thanks for joining me on Books and Blessings. Be sure to find me online on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, or on my website, ajcatapan.com. Until next time, happy reading. That's our show for today. Our program is sponsored by homeschoolconnections.com, where you can get online courses for your grade school, middle school, and high school student. Learn from the experts and make your homeschooling easier. Be sure to leave a review and share this podcast with your friends. And we'll see you next time here on the Homeschooling Saints podcast.